Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. It is an exciting week. I am headed to Paris in a few days for the Joe Dispenza retreat. It is Valentine's Day, which totally get that it can be kind of sucky if you're going through a breakup or relationship struggles. I've actually been going through a lot of relationship stuff lately. Jeff and I have had a lot of things that have just not been working and we've been trying to work through them and it can be really exhausting and draining and discouraging all the things. So I'm sending all the love to all of you who are going through stuff that's just hard. I feel you. I see you. But also we've got this. And I want to just remind you, because this reminder has been such a rock for me, that it's all happening for us. Like, I used to freak out when things would not go well in my relationship and be so afraid of a breakup and just, it would rock me so much. I couldn't focus on work. I would obsess over it and obviously still have my moments. We all have our moments when we get triggered and dysregulated and it takes us a minute or a day or a week to kind of come back to ourselves and reground. But it has gotten so much quicker and easier for me because I really have developed this trust that everything is always working out for us. Everything is happening to get us, especially if you've been doing manifestation work and you're getting really clear on what you want. Sometimes things have to fall away or be disrupted to allow what you are calling in to come in and it can look so different and happen in so many different ways but I've been actually coming back to gratitude for all of these things that we've been having trouble with and have been really hard to work through because it's shown me a lot of areas that I actually really need to grow in and have some work to do and it's also really helped me work more on my self-love practice and my relationship with myself and I'm now just realizing like how amazing that is and how grateful I am for that. So if you can get yourself grounded and sometimes it takes doing something that will actually regulate my nervous system like breath work or tapping or going for a walk. Sometimes it takes me that to be able to get into this wise mind. But then once I actually sit and think about it and connect to my intuition, I usually start to see all of the beauty in what's happening and all of the purpose and the lessons and Uh, Just even having gone through a breakup with Jeff in the past, I now know whenever and and obviously gone through a lot of things that we've had to work through. Every relationship has its stuff that um, whether it's meant to be for forever or not, like you're going to come across things that you need to work through. And looking back, I'm always grateful when we have problems and we have hard work to do because I always end up a better person and the relationship usually ends up a lot better for it. And those are both beautiful things. So I wanted to share that with you guys as well as just encourage you, whether you were in relationship or not, to spend some time this week just being really intentional about 
connecting to yourself and pouring love into yourself. It literally has been the most life-changing thing. I, well, one of the most life-changing things. I'm trying to not use universals quite as much, um, but it's been incredibly powerful in my life to honestly practice manifestation. And I've talked about how this has changed my life so much. Just spending that time really getting clear on what I want and getting excited about what my life could look like, what I could look like, what things I could call in. It's it's just, it's one way I really get excited about life again and get my focus off of anything that's kind of draining my energy or, you know, problems I might be having. And it really helps. It really helps to just shift to focus on you and your life and what you want. And then to just do the things that really help you feel more love and compassion towards yourself. One of my favorite things to do is, or I guess two things that I really have been loving doing is one, affirmations, uh, just really affirming who I am, but like the highest version of who I am, the version of me that the people that love me the most see, because sometimes my self-perception is really off and really negative. So doing affirmations. And then I also like to just journal and write about the ways I've grown, how I'm proud of myself, what I love about myself. It just, you know, we, we often spend time doing these things to other people thanking them, telling them how we're proud of them, telling them what we love about them. But like, how much do we actually do it with ourselves? And this is the relationship that is the most important relationship that we will ever have. And the more I really work on my relationship with myself, man, the more things just align and flow and my other relationships seem to always get so much better. So again, whether you're in relationship or single, this is just such a powerful thing to do. Anyway, I am extremely excited for today's guest. Her name is Jessica Zweig, and she is the founder of Simply Be Agency and the author of the book, Simply Be, and she also just launched a workbook to go along with it, both of which are actually now number one best-selling books, which is so cool. So excited for her. She's coming out with a new book soon, which she shares a little bit about later on in this episode, and essentially a lot of what Jess teaches on and talks about in the book and on some of her podcast content is personal branding and how it is actually of service to have a strong personal brand and it's not egotistical it's about serving and your audience she speaks a lot on authenticity but personally what I've been resonating with the most we actually chatted about how we met in the episode and I realized we actually met before I thought we met we were emailing back and forth when I was doing an interview with Danielle Laporte and Ever since her name came across my radar, I was like, oh, who is this? Like her personal branding actually stood out to me so much. I was just like, it's so cohesive. It's bright. It's fun. It's high vibe. It actually felt joyful, which is kind of funny because we actually talk about joy and she shares about joy as a strategy um, and just actually exudes joy. I felt a lot of peaceful and joyful vibes from her during our conversation, both of our conversations. We also did a conversation on Instagram Live a few weeks back, which I will link in the show notes. Uh, But I have just been listening to some of her podcasts since I met her, and they have been so inspiring to me. I've gotten so much out of them and have really solid, amazing content focused on spirituality, personal growth, and honestly, just how do we thrive in life, not just get by and survive. So without any more rambling, I'm going to first share this week's magic and then dive into the conversation because it's really, really, really good. This week's magic, it's really funny the way 
I don't know, I feel like I've been getting into this space of really, really, really being aligned and connected to myself and just kind of like in flow with the universe. Really high vibe at times. I've been a little bit roller coaster, just having a lot that I've been going through and dealing with and busyness and then working on stuff in the relationship and working on myself. But I've had these moments that have been so incredibly high vibe and very powerful and the synchronicities have been nuts. Like they're just flowing in just something that I had click for me when I was walking home. Uh, Jeff was listening to somebody say in a video that he was watching in a course that was kind of related to stuff I'd been thinking about or just crazy things like finding out a good friend that I have connected really strongly with and she's becoming such a dear friend to me. We're both April 11th birthdays like just crazy things it's really cool when you just get into that sweet spot and that kind of happened for this week's magic I was kind of like what do I want to share this week I hadn't had anything stand out and I'm like I really need to record this intro (laughs) I need something to share and I forgot I had to tell Jeff about the new Goodles launch that is coming out is a truffle flavor for Goodles and I'll share what they are in a second but I just wanted to share with him. And then I, I texted him about it and I forgot. And then he came in as I was starting to prep to record this. And he was like, wait, what's the news? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is my magic for this week to share with you guys. It's Goodles. So Goodles are, they call themselves the Gooder Noodle. And this is Gal Gadot's brand. They are basically high protein, healthy mac and cheese. And they are so good. And if you've been following on Instagram, you know I've been working on my hormones and balancing my hormones. And one of the things that I found really helping me with that is not having glucose spikes. So not eating like super high or all carb dishes, but also having a higher protein intake. And I have been feeling great having a much higher protein intake. So I just love having a mac and cheese that is high protein and delicious. It's been, it's added a lot of magic to my weeks for the last, I've, I don't know, I've been obsessed with them for about six months now, five months now, something like that. So if you are a mac and cheese lover or a comfort food lover, but also really health conscious and want to try to be putting better things in and just feel better, really, really love them. Highly recommend checking them out. And yeah, let me know which flavor is your favorite. I feel like the truffle is going to be my favorite because I just love truffle pasta or truffle anything, to be honest. But right now, my favorite is the shell good It's like shells and like white cheddar. Really, really yummy. Anyway, that was a little bit extra chatting this week before the conversation, but I'm excited to get into it now and have you guys hear all the goodness Jess has to share. Hi, Jess. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on. Thank you for having me, Jordan. I loved our connection and I'm excited to continue our conversation. Me too. Yeah. If you guys missed it, Jess and I did an IG live on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and the conversation was so good and loved what we resonated on. And so I'm so excited we're getting to go a little bit more in depth and have it saved somewhere that's a little more accessible. Me too. Me too. Super excited. So I was kind of inspired from that conversation. We were talking about one particular shift that we had been making in terms of starting the day intentionally manifesting and affirming miracles and good things and abundance coming. But 
it got me so excited because I've been making so many shifts in my life lately. And, and part of it's the new year. It's kind of that time of the year and everybody's reflecting and evaluating and deciding what they want to want to shift. And, but part of it also for me is I've been really going through this whole death and rebirth and growth over the last couple of years here, really stepping into my power, finding who I am, my purpose. But I noticed as well, ever since we connected or your PR team connected me to you last fall, last December, that you've been making a lot of shifts and you had this spiritual journey in Egypt. And I've been listening to some of your podcasts and I was like, we've got to talk about some of these huge shifts that yeah, have been happening. And cause I, I got so much inspiration from yours and I would love to ask you questions about them and kind of go more in depth. Oh my God, this is my favorite topic these days. So let's, let's go. I, all I want to do is talk about Egypt and the codes and the divine feminine frequency and the collective shift we're all experiencing, whether we're conscious of it or not into a more gentle, joyful way of being. So let's, let's dive in. I'm, this is my favorite topic. <laughs> Yeah. And I think we're, I think I know so many women who are really excited about this as well, just the shift into more joy and ease because hustle culture and, and boss babe and all about being a boss babe, but the burnout stuff was just mm. so real to ourselves. Yes. Yes. I mean, like when I think about that version of myself, which wasn't that long ago, I, I get a little like PTSD. Like I feel like it's, it's painful to think about that level of, um, exertion and how empty of my, how empty my cup was and just how raw and unhappy that made me like, and how I lived in that state of being for so long and, and overrid my system just to like make the next business move and keep my, you know, team happy and my clients happy. It's like, like, what about Jessica's happiness? And, you know, I can't, I can't fathom that identity like any, a, anymore. It's, it's literally P PTSD when I think about it. I completely and it wasn't that long ago <laughs> either. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your burnout story? Cause I know you shared that it was, I guess, early 2022, you were just kind of yeah. feeling it all and hitting rock bottom there with that. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say that since 2017, I have been sprinting up a mountain. You know, I started my company Simply Be as a one woman consultant. And within less than five years, I had 25 full-time employees, um, hundreds of clients, a book deal, a podcast, a really demanding schedule of travel for speaking engagements. Like, just pouring, pouring, pouring energy, energy out, 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 out. And, you know, I've bootstrapped my company. Like I, like I like to say, I, I literally rubbed two pennies together. I had no, no resources, no, no savings. Like I had an idea and a lot of, a lot of gumption and went for it. And my business blew up. Like it's become a multi seven figure company and it was amazing. And yet it all kind of caught up with me, like the year 2021, which was my book launch. I like to say that like the motherboard, like the circuits, like uh, were all lit up, you, you know, yeah. and then it blew like the circuits blew, like the motherboard blew. And I found myself in January of 22, um, fully physically depleted, which led to mental depression. And I was in a really dark place for about three months. 
And my therapist diagnosed me with depression. And she was like, you should explore talking to a psychiatrist to put you on some medication, like an SSRI or whatever. And I was so open to it because I felt like such dog shit. I was like, I'll do anything. And I'll never forget that conversation. I got a referral to a psychiatrist and he was like, you don't need medication. You need to sleep. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He's like, you need to, you need to sleep. We need to look at your hormones. And he actually recommended I do ketamine. And I did a six treatment ketamine protocol with a nurse and a a therapist extravenously. And um, this was in March of 22. And I, I healed my depression. It really did reactivate my brain. And it's, it's a beautiful medicine. And I highly recommend if you're struggling with anxiety or depression to find the right doctor and go down that route. If you don't have to go on medication and there's nothing wrong and there's no judgment. And I, I think medication can save people's lives, you know? So I don't want to, um, I'm not a, I'm not standing on any soapbox here, but what was, um, totally agree with you. I, um, it's so funny that you said that because I had a very similar experience last fall, I was having panic attacks and mm-hmm. I convinced myself first it was a heart attack and then it was a stroke. And then I went into the emergency room the third time. And I told the doctor, cause I did a whole web, web MD spiral. Yeah. And I, I have, um, vacillating alkal, acidosis and alkalosis. Like my liver's not, I was like, I diagnosed myself with this crazy absurd thing from like, and he, he looked at me and he was like, I promise you, you're fine you have anxiety. And he was like, you don't need medication. And I completely agree. Medication is a beautiful, wonderful gift, but I think it's too quickly thrown at the problems when it's not always the right solution. And for me, meditation, uh, acupuncture, therapy, doing a lot of just like deep breathing, pausing, things like that just really helped me so much. So I, I totally... Yeah. Yeah. We live in a one totally. And we live in this really wonderful time where there's all of these alternate holistic modalities that can help heal our systems. But what I learned last year was all of the most amazing holistic modalities can't really heal you unless you're willing to change Mm. your, your approach to life. Um, because the ketamine was really a wonderful, like moment of 22 that got my brain back, but then I dove right back into my business and the, the rest of that year up until Egypt, which wasn't until November, I was in a state of scarcity. I was, you know, I had to let some people go in my company. I stepped into, an operational role as like a a short-term solution. I am not an operational person. I'm a visionary. I'm a creative. I'm not meant to be managing people in the day-to-day. That's not, that drains me to my core. I did that for like most of last year. Um, Had to fire some really lovely people, like didn't sleep for months, like because of it. Mm. Business, even though we had, you know, 20% growth last year, we um, broke even. We didn't profit because of all of my expenses. Like, you know, there's, there's so much that comes with like building this massive entity, like from scratch, you as the founder, you know, it's all on you and the level of stress 
basically just led me to burn out again. And while I wasn't like needing a ketamine treatment or, or like, you know, protocol in that way, what I, what I really needed, which was divinely oriented to bless me was this trip to Egypt, which I really um, say saved my life. Like it saved my life. By the time I rolled up to Egypt, November 20th of 2022, I was ready to um, shut down my company. Wow. I was just like, I can't do it anymore. That was where I was at. And I was suffering from like some pretty significant panic attacks, nervous breakdowns. Like it was bad. And, you know, I'm have I, I want to get into all the detail of, of that trip, but I guess the headline of that trip was, um, it was a remembrance and it was a homecoming into my feminine power, which is all about ease and joy and receiving. And that was a true, that 15 day spiritual pilgrimage changed my cells. Like I had a DNA upgrade. I had very significant activations inside of these temples where my system reset and I came home new. And this version of myself that I had been hustling for the last six years, didn't come home with me. <laughs> I left her there and I love her and I bless her. And I thank her for being so amazing and working as hard as she's worked for the last six years. But that version of myself is not this version that is sitting in front of you anymore. And I very easeful, peaceful energy, both times I've been able to talk with you recently. Thank you. Um, I don't even, I don't even get it. Sometimes I'm like, people are like, you're so different. And it's like Egypt. Um, I have structures in my business that I didn't have before. I've, you know, I reorged, I have amazing team members and management leadership running my business. Now I've been doing a lot of work on healing my womb and connecting to my sacral, to my roots, being in my body, um, which is healing my nervous system. And I just feel really grounded and clear. And I think that I can, I only feel like um, credible, I guess, talking about living a life filled with joy and ease because I know what it's like to not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I got these codes in Egypt. Like I got this information from the goddesses, like straight from the source. And I am so happy to talk about it because those messages weren't just for me to know. I feel very called and humbled to be a messenger, like to be like you ladies, like let's remember how incredible it is to be a woman and, and let's relish in these qualities of the feminine, which are all about receiving and letting things be and flowing and allowing and relishing and play and joy and ecstasy and bliss and orgasmic tantric, like joy and fun. Like that's, that's <laughs> what we came here to do. And we have totally been programmed to forget. So, um, you know, it's crazy. I grew up very strict fundamental Baptist and it was very, yes, very different, even though it, what was being said was that it was all about joy and the good news. But I, I've been really starting to tap into 
partly from just like where I've been being guided and led lately, partly from inspiration, inspiration though, from like podcasts like yours and specifically your abundance codes. And there's another one. I will link these podcasts in the show notes, guys, because they are so good. But I feel like this is the good news actually that was meant that we don't have to live this horrible, stressful, burnout life. We can like enjoy it and receive it. And it's just wild because it's like the opposite of like you're saying how we've been programmed. Yes. We've been programmed. And like, speaking of religion, um, one of the most significant parts of my trip in Egypt was um, at the temple of Philae, which is Isis's temple and Isis and Osiris. You could kind of mirror them to like Jesus and Mary, like in Christian religion, like Osiris and Isis were like husband and wife, like the ultimate divine father, divine mother in Egyptian mythology, mythology. And at Isis's temple, we, we had this incredible guide who like took us around and showed us all these like really sacred, cool things to see within these engravings and just this beautiful, ancient historical, you know, structures. And he had us all come over to look at this one image and it's an image car this carved thousands of years ago of osiris and isis having sex okay they're having like intercourse and it's obviously like a representation of it but this is what this image was meant and in the image osiris is orgasming okay he's like ejaculating and he's ejaculating like all of these images of the ankh, which is like sort of like the cross, but with a circle on top. Oh, yes. Yeah. You've probably seen it. I know what it it's, means, but I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. I'll tell you what it means. So I learned this in Egypt. So the ankh, it's spelled A N K, is eternal life. Um, It's it's like the dawn of, of life, the dawn of creation, um, eternal universe. And I don't know what it was about the picture and the way, like the, this engraving and what our guide was explaining to us and how he was explaining to us, but I got this memo. Like it was like, oh my God, life was created in pleasure. Mm. Like this dawn of the universe came from pleasure. We were created and, from pleasure that years. I've never thought about that before. And it's so obvious, but we're like, yeah. <laughs> we come right. And we, that, but this was like, obviously we were all, each one of us were born because our, our parents had sex and you know, we all know that, but this is like the, the holiest of the holies in the, the dawn of civilization of the dawn of religion of the dawn of mythology and spirituality. And like, I'm sitting in this temple, looking at this image. I'm like, this is, this is what they wanted us to know. Like, this is how it all began was pleasure and bliss. And we come into this human life. And from the moment we're born, we forget. And we spend our whole lives, I think, whether we're conscious or unconsciously doing it, trying to remember that truth because we all want to feel good. And yet we focus so much on our suffering because this world is a hard place. And, you know, we all want to live meaningful lives and, love deeply and have an impact. And sometimes it doesn't always work out and we get our hearts broken and we, you know, suffer, but it's like, why do we focus so much on that? Why don't we focus more on our pleasure? What if we really made that the like priority and oriented our lives around that? 
talked about that more, made time for that more, like really made space for that as our, as our job versus the hustle and the stress and the overwhelm and the complaining and the gossiping or the negativity. It's like, it's such a default and we're so unconscious of it. So like the conscious, like invitation is to remember that we're meant to live pleasure and bliss as our birthright and our baseline. Yeah. So that, that was our, that was like such a significant moment in my trip. That's a huge shift. And it's so crazy to me too, because I've been tapping into this intentionally the last like maybe two months, month or two. And I've seen it call in abundance and magic and miracles. And it, I'm still like trying to receive it (laughs) because it almost seems too good to be true. Like our brains are, are wired. At least mine has been wired most of my life. Like that, that like enjoying your life is not what gets you good things. Like working hard, suffering and struggle are what, what, gets the good things like no pain no gain so it just seems so backwards so it's it but it's so beautiful and so I'm I'm working to rewire my brain and actually receive this this gospel this good news that like life is supposed to be beautiful and pleasurable and blissful and yeah and the fact that you're so aware of that is huge you know like I I launched a workbook as you know a couple weeks ago and it hit number three on Amazon, like in its category, like of all marketing books, which was kind of wild. And I self-published it and it was like, anyway, so my team caught it and they sent me a picture of it. And I was like, what? No, no way. Really? What? How? And I stopped myself. I was like, why are you saying no? Why are you (laughs) using that vibration? Why are you questioning this? Like, thank you. Of course. More please. I receive. You know, it's like changing our language changes our vibration. Like words are wands and how we think and how we speak of our lives is what will be our lives. And, and so I love that you, um, shared that because it's, it's a practice because we're so innately programmed Mm -hmm. to like, not really fully believe it could be that good, which is so crazy. I think it's a protection mechanism a little bit. Like if our expectations aren't too high, then we're not going to be too disappointed. Sure. We sure. think it prepares us actually when it doesn't. I, I forget where I saw this. I wish I could properly credit it, but there was, I heard this story where somebody was, this man like kind of prepared himself for the worst his whole life with his wife. Like, oh, well, you know, she's going to die eventually. And, oh, I might lose my job. But, like he was always preparing for the worst. And then one day in his forties, his wife actually died next to him in a car accident. And he said that was his biggest regret. And he really wished he had just received every beautiful moment he had with her because he, he felt like he missed out on so much of it because he was just constantly preparing for it not to be there, which is crazy. Yeah. This is amazing. I mean, we really can control, not control, like we're co-creators, but we can really direct our lives. Um, with the power of intention, with the power of our thoughts and the power of our words, you know, like yesterday, I don't know. I had a really crazy day. I I went for a hike early in the morning. I started my day off so strong. And then I come home and there's a bite on my leg and I think it's a tick. 
And so I like run to the emergency clinic and it's, it ends up being a spider bite, but I'm like totally derailed for like three hours. My day doesn't start until 11. I'm a little like annoyed at life. (laughs) And my team all felt like, Oh, are you okay, Jessica? Is there anything I can do for you, Jessica? Like, I'm so sorry, Jessica. Like, cause that, that would be me last year. Like be freaking out. I'd be like, so stressed, be so behind. And I literally was like, I'm flowing with it. It's all good. And my team was like, who are you? (laughs) You know, like, but I, I made, I had a conscious thought yesterday. I was like, I can be a victim to this day. I can be really annoyed that my day started late and I'm I'm behind. I haven't showered. I'm back to back meetings. Like it's just a day. It's just a day. Like tomorrow's a new day and today wasn't even that bad. Like, I just think we can catch ourselves more and like how we choose to think about our lives. And it's made all the difference in my life. Because again, if you would have met me a year ago, I mean, I'm not like shitting on myself at all, but like, um, there was an intensity to me an impatience in me. Like I, you know, I laser focus always thinking about the next meeting I had to be, or the next conversation. Like, I think having a structure and a schedule is healthy, especially as women who are in their divine feminine, but I'm just so much more present than I've ever been. And, um, again, I got these codes and I changed. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love this, this, I guess you could summarize it as a shift into really receiving the beauty and the goodness of life and choosing to receive that are this can, I mean, I'm obviously still working at this and I know it is a practice. Is there anything that maybe you can share for me, for other women who are working on doing this or women and men, anything that has helped you really receive more and shift this mindset? Yeah. I mean, one thing that I feel really strongly about is being unapologetic in asking for help and like relying on your team and whether you run a company or not, like your team can be your family, your team can be your therapist, your team can be your friends, your team can be your dog walker, your team can be your, your barista, like, like being very clear with like, this is actually called sovereignty, right? Of like knowing your own value, your own worth, having your own boundaries, embodying the queen that you are um, and being unwilling to sacrifice prioritizing yourself And that doesn't mean you have to be a diva. That doesn't mean you have to be like rude. It's just knowing your value and knowing that um, your energy and your time is like a sacred gift and you can't just like give it away. You can't do it all, all at once. And so I've just found having the right team of people around me who know what I expect of them. And um, there's a really healthy a relationship of equanimity that, you know, has allowed me to kind of get out of the weeds. That's really, really huge. And making sure that those people really love you and believe in you and want you to be happy as much as you want to be happy. That's key. I would say grounding practices. Like I, I'm lucky. I'm just saying I'm here in Nashville, but I get out and stand in my backyard every morning. I don't care how cold it is. And I take off my shoes and I put my bare feet into the grass And I just breathe and really feel the power of the earth um, coming up through my body. 
And just like having that sense of groundedness in my own body. So if my day gets swayed, if I get a tick bite that really is a spider bite or whatever, and I have to go to the minute clinic and like, I'm not rocked. And I think, you know, just having whatever morning rituals, like to me, it's grounding. Sometimes it's journaling, sometimes it's meditating, but I would, I would really say that finding what makes you feel like sovereign and that can look like a lot of different things for, for all of us. But that to me is the practice. I love that. I love that you mentioned this morning routine because I wanted to kind of ask you a few questions around approaching business differently from the shifts that you're making, as well as what you've learned from dealing with burnout and recovering from it. Um, but for me, I totally agree. And I wouldn't have thought of this before, but taking the time to have a morning routine for me has actually been an act of receiving because it's choosing to believe that I have enough time in the day for myself and that I'm receiving that, that I don't have to put myself second, put work first. I don't have to do all of these things in order to be successful, I get to receive that I can prioritize myself and I can take the time I need to really ground myself, feel good, get into a high vibration and then go about the day. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, you don't think of it that way, but that it is receiving it's choosing to receive. Yes. And here's something else. It's really a critical component to this entire conversation. We can talk about joy and ease and play and bliss and pleasure all day long. But if you are not rested, (laughs) if you are not, if your cup isn't just full, but overflowing, you're not going to want to have you. There's no joy in that equation. Like you, so prioritizing, like filling your cup and not just filling it to the brim, but making sure that it's overflowing because you're going to need to give away time time, resources, energy, ideas, you, you, no matter what, but if we have even the light, like slightest bit of deficit, we're going to, we're going to feel resentful. It's going to feel heavy. It's going to start to wear and tear. And so what you're talking about is like a sacred act of filling up your own cup in the morning, right? Like you can't start a day from a deficit. So if we're going to get into our highest frequency of joy, which helps us to align. When we're in alignment, we manifest. When we manifest, we grow. It's like amazing. All that's great. But if you're fucking tired, there's no chance you're going to get into your joy to align to manifest. Like don't negate the power of rest. Like that, that is also a huge part of this game. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, it's interesting. Uh, self-care for service was part of a conversation I had for last, my last episode on my podcast. Uh, and it's just, I feel like this message just needs to be put out there over and over and over again, because we just, yeah, again, we have this like default programming that needs to be overcome, especially as women to take care of ourselves and to realize it's not selfish to take care of ourselves first, fill our cup first. And- no, not at all. And yeah. in fact, you're doing the world a disservice when you do deprioritize yourself because the world needs you to be in your highest light. You know, that's not like a nice to have. It's like a must have you're here on 
planet earth right now for a very specific reason there's no accident that you incarnated as a human being on planet earth at this exact moment like this is such a wild time in humanity and the evolution of like consciousness and i do believe we're shifting into a more divine feminine frequency and there's definitely dark matter here and it's it's raging um which is why we need the light we need our light workers and our light warriors to be healthy to be strong to be rested to be fit to be ready to live the light and so you know this isn't a game this is like this really important so all of these things that we're talking about i mean have have a have a cost you know if not just to i believe not just to us but to the future generations on this planet like we're creating a new earth right now and so we have to take care of ourselves yes and so this kind of ties into i think it's so hard i feel like to receive but for for younger jessica and uh, this is something for me for the other women out there who are building businesses who are starting new careers they're just in a season of really trying to make things happen get from point a to point b with what you know now do you would you still believe that you needed to do things the way that you did mm -hmm. the burnout the hustle or would you would you, if you could go back, approach things this way, even in the early stages of your business? That is such a great question. No one's asked me that. <laughs> um, I would say that I have no regrets. Um, and I, you know, when I first started Simply Be, like those first three years, I wasn't burnt out. I was on fire. You know, I was like, so on purpose and like things were growing and manifesting. And I was like, like, just like reinforced every day by how, like by the hustle, frankly. Um, and I think that if I hadn't had reached burnout and gone through what I went through, I wouldn't have this message, you know, I wouldn't have the contrast and the contrast is the, the lesson you know, and I feel very called to be a teacher. Um, but I can't be a teacher unless I'm a student too. So no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Um, however, I do think we're entering a new paradigm. And I think that you can still be successful um, by being in your feminine and receiving versus exerting. Um I think that there's no wrong way to do it. Um, and I think we all have to follow our truth. And, and, you know, when I, there's mo, I like working hard, you know, I like some, there are certain days where I'm like super busy back to back and like everything I'm doing, it's fun. It's just a lot, but it's fun. And it feels a little bit like a hustle, like my schedule's back to back, but I'm choosing to not be a victim to it. I'm choosing to like really relish in like the gift it is to do what I love and the fact that I am busy, like I'd rather be busy than not busy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think, I think it's a real, um, beautiful question, Jordan. And I, um, I think everyone has to find their own equilibrium because I don't think we can be always in our feminine or always in our masculine. Yeah. I guess it came from, cause I'm trying to figure out how much of this struggle is something I need to go through, uh, that, cause you're right. There is no teacher like going through hard situations and uh, 
learning and overcoming. But then I'm like, how much of this can I just learn without opting? How much of the time am I opting into the struggle when I actually could choose a more easeful and softer way to do things and learn things? Yeah. I don't know thoughts on that. No, I, I mean, I think that we, I think that we are really hard on ourselves. And I think that, that we judge ourselves more than anyone else. And one of the best sort of measures of like, for me, at least like checking in on yourself when it comes to how hard you're working. And if it's really, truly, if it's like hustling because you're in alignment or you're hustling because you're not, you know, when I'm hustling to hustle and it's not in alignment, I, I get really resentful. Mm-hmm. I get really bitchy. I get really short. I get really like just impatient and I just feel like this heaviness in my body. I wake up. I'm not that excited about my day. It's not like depression or sadness or anything like that. It's just like a resent. And, and I think that we have to be able to slow down and like back to meditation, back to having a morning practice, back to sitting when still with yourself, like, and then being unafraid to ask for help. If you get to that place, um, And by the way, sometimes asking for help isn't just like calling your best friend to like vent or even a therapy session. Sometimes it's like, I need some serious, serious boundaries. Like I need to take time off. I need to take a vacation. Like I think vacations are as like vital as water, food, sex, and like sunshine. (laughs) Like, like we need to take breaks. And so that would be like, I think the real measure, you know, of, of measuring just where, where you are on kind of the spectrum of like, am I hustling and this feels good? Or am I hustling? And this is heavy. You will know your body doesn't lie. Most of the time when we're in burnout, we're hustling so hard. We override our bodies. We don't hear them. Eventually they'll, they'll scream at you. You'll either get sick or you'll have an emotional breakdown or your therapist will tell you you're depressed. (laughs) And, um, you know, you don't have to let it get that far. Yeah. I think something else too, I've been trying to ask myself, cause I think this has led me to burnout is doing things from scarcity because oh, I, think, oh, I need to do this. I need to work this hard. I need to go to this event. I need to do these things in order to be successful instead of really tuning into what feels aligned and then doing the work to have the faith, to trust that doing what feels aligned and doing what feels good to do and not going past that actually will still result in what I want or I love yes okay so this is really important let's talk about what you're saying because I I think what you're what you're describing someone once said to me when I was first starting my business there's this sort of inflection point where you go from being opportunistic meaning you like you get the opportunities no matter what they are and you say yes because like you need to you need to make shit happen. Like opportunity is opportunity. So like when it knocks, say yes, because whether it's an event you have to, you get invited to, like that's your night, but you're going to go network. You're going to meet some people. You're going to get your name out there. It's a podcast you get invited to. Maybe it's not that big, but like, you know, it gets you in front of new people, no matter what, like you have a new client, they're not going to necessarily pay you exactly how much you want, but like, you got to make some money and you want to like grow the muscle and get your experience. So like, that's just opportunistic and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's like how I built my business truly. Like saying yes to pretty much everything. 
and then there's a tipping point and it's not necessarily about burnout. It's less, it's less about like how you emotionally feel and more about how you mentally think about your business and start to value your time. And you're no longer saying you're no longer opportunistic. You are being discerning. You are being very selective, AKA strategic and choosing things that really are like bullseyes to like, what's going to move the needle in your business and everything else is noise and everything else, even though it feels good and it's flattering or it's like really amazing energy, like with the person who it's like, but if it's not going to move the needle in whatever you're striving for, you got to say no so that you can stay focused. And I think, you know, that's a dance personally. Like I have played the whole last six years, which, you know, when I launched my book, by the way, which is it's a pop-up business, it's an ent- little bitty baby enterprise for like a year and a half. That was me running a pop-up business on top of my business, saying yes to everything to launch my book and running my company and trying to be strategic. But like, you know, so really, I really want to encourage those listening. Like if you're at that early stage, it's okay to, to be opportunistic. Like you've got, you've got to make those moves in the beginning to really establish yourself, practice, grow the muscle, grow the confidence, know your value. Like right now to work with simply be was, it was, it's $20,000, like minimum. Like you have to have $20,000. It's our lowest base product in our agency. It's upwards of six figures to work with us. Now my very first product my very first retainer who paid me, like my very first client was $1,500. You know, like it's, it didn't start there, you know, it didn't start 20. So all that came though, from me being opportunistic in the beginning to then refining my business model and approach to scaling it with strategy. And everyone's going to have their own different timeline towards that. Yeah, totally. I love, I feel like this is a great way to shift into another shift that I know you were talking about on your podcast, which was your joy strategy, because it's such a reframe because you're right. Like we have to work and we might not always like everything that we have to do, but we can get behind it and be grateful and find joy in things. And just your podcast inspired me to do this. I started to really everything I'm doing, like, how can I enjoy this? Instead of being like, oh my gosh, like I have to do my hair and makeup and get ready or, oh my gosh, I have to do some, you know, I, some, you know, kind of busy work that I don't like to do in my business. How can I enjoy it? Maybe I sit in the sun while I do it and feel the warmth on my skin, or maybe I enjoy taking time and effort to make myself look good. It just, it's really shifted things and just how I felt from day to day, just that shift from I have to, to I get to. Yes moments of joy. Yes. I love that. And joy can come in all forms and like love the sitting in the sun or like choosing to make your makeup fun. Like I created a playlist on Spotify. It's called like my joy list. And I listen to it like all day long. I add fun songs to it. Like I want to listen to like upbeat music this year, like put it on when I'm doing the most mundane of things, you know, and like also finding joy in like the nothingness. Like yesterday I had a really chill night. I'm like, I have nothing to do tonight. I'm just going to enjoy this. Like sitting here with my dogs on my phone, like chilling, like I, whoever gets, I don't ever get time to do this. This is like just bringing consciousness to the things that like, yes, you get to do as, as much as the things you have to do. And certain things don't even feel all that significant, but you can still attune to the vibration of 
joyfulness. Yeah. And I think it, it requires a certain amount of presence and choosing to tune into your present reality instead of trying to numb out and escape it, which we so often do through social media and TV. And it's just, it's different. And I just, yeah, it's, I love, I love it though. It's been really cool watching just how, I think maybe this is where some of this ease and calm and peace that you feel like you've shifted into has come from maybe because I've been feeling that shift where I'm just, I'm less on and less hustling and less, you know, stressed. I'm kind of just like in, in receivership mode. Yes. You know, it's funny you say that last week I hosted this three-day challenge. Did you come to it? I tried to, and I realized I had central time wrong. I I feel like I saw you in the waiting room or something, or like the comments. Um, No, it's fine. Um, You should. Those were like three masterclasses, like live with, you know, hundreds of people on there for the first time in a minute. Like I even said this to my team. I'm like, I don't feel like I've been on in this way since 2022. And, you know, I was very like, cognizant that I was like switching it on versus me just having that kind of be like my unconscious baseline where I'm like on all the time. And I just like, it kind of becomes like this flywheel that like runs away from you that you're just like hopped up on your own, like supply of of, like overexerted energy. No more. Like I was like, okay, I've been really chill. I've been really grounded. Like this energy you see here with me today is pretty much how I am every day. But then I got to like turn it on. If you watch it, you'll see. Like I've got like, I, you know, it's not that I play a part on myself, but like I got to bring the energy. I got to bring the enthusiasm. I got to like keep people engaged, right? I'm I'm being watched by 400 people. It's like, ah, you know? And it's, it's like being just aware, like, okay, like this is a part I play. It's not insincere. It's part of me, but it's part I play. It's not me. It doesn't have to be me all the time. And I can switch it on and I can switch it off. And that was like a big aha I had last week. I was like, I get really lit up by being, you know, in front of my community, but I don't have to, I don't have to stay in that vibration. I can like, I can turn it off. Do you think it's because when you're doing that, you are giving and that's a more masculine energy? Yes, yes, yes. It's giving, it's, it's, it's serving you know, it's serving and, and serving can be feminine. I wouldn't say that it's not, you know, I've, I actually think that it comes from my, my heart. You know, if you watch my sessions, you'll see like I channel, you know, I, I like get like divine things come out of my mouth. I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. Um, so that in and of itself is very feminine, but it's the energy of action. It's the energy of like going exertion, like, like focus, like being a leader, like standing in front and owning it like that, that requires a bit of masculine. Yeah. Well, you have a book coming out on masculine and feminine energy soon, right? I do. Well, I just, it's so funny. You asked me that. I, um, just got my, I have two offers from publishers on my book and, um, going back and forth between them right now. And, I think I know who I'm going to pick, but like, um, the book is about, yeah, the book is about divine feminine activation 
within every area of our lives as women, but it's not about being, uh, you know, in the light all the time. Like it's really about doing the work to integrate our shadow and our dark and the parts of ourselves that we're not all that proud of so that we can claim it as ours regardless and truly be authentic. Um, so it talks about masculine and feminine principles, but it's a lot more than that too. I'm really excited. Yeah. I love that you are talking so much and there's so many conversations being had about masculine and feminine energy and stepping into our divine feminine. That's something that I've been exploring more of as well as just kind of tapping into more of my higher self. And I noticed your most recent podcast was on discovering your higher light or your highest light, I believe you put it, which we are able to access through our higher self. And I was, I was wondering if you had any, any advice, any practices, anything that has helped you really access your higher self, hear the messages you're supposed to be hearing, make the shifts and changes, anything that's helped you in that journey. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really simple. You know, I, I say that in, in my latest episode and kind of what I'm talking about all month is your highest self wants you to live your highest light. Your highest light is the ultimate activation, illumination, and expression of your gifts, right? And what you're really here to do and, 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 and how you are uniquely here to shine. But many of us have blocks, right? And our higher self knows that. And our higher self is going to call us out. When we really get still, our higher self is going to guide us to look at the things that we need to uncover in order to move through them to step forward and shine. That's what our higher self wants us to do. And so any, any way in which you can get into your soul, where you can really be with yourself, your highest self will meet you there. For me, that has looked like something as simple as a walk in nature. Sometimes that looks like a vacation or what I call a solo moon where I'll travel by myself for a few days and just be with Jessica and my own company for five, six days straight. And what comes up on those trips is usually transformational. Um, I love me a good like sauna, like just sit in a beautiful, like healing, healthy container and don't check your phone and listen to your thoughts, meditation, journaling, um, where you can be with yourself. Sometimes you'll meet your highest self in a full on emotional breakdown <laughs> where, um, it like just starts screaming at you because, um, you've been ignoring it too long. So, um, I would say any, any opportunity you have to commune with your soul, your highest self, your heart, you know, getting out of your body and um, excuse me, out of your head and into your body, um, you you just have to set the intention to to open up the space to listen um that's your only job is to listen and so wherever you can get into a space of listening is is what i would recommend you do yeah so many common threads throughout a lot of what we've chatted about just in terms of stillness presence receiving enjoying a lot of goodness here i am so grateful you took the time to come onto the podcast Friends, I'm going to link Jess's book and her workbook in the show notes. I'm going to link some of these podcasts that I mentioned because they were so good. So, so, so much goodness. If you enjoyed this conversation, you're going to love the episodes because she dives deeper into these topics. And yeah, I'll link your Instagram and all of your other socials. 
thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on. And like, honestly, once, you know, once in a while, like, you know, you talk to so many people in this world and um, once in a while, you really feel like a true connection. And, and I feel that with you and I am just really like, so, so honored you wanted me on your IG live. You barely knew me like now here we are and now we're friends and like, it was very meaningful to me, our connection. And thank you for inviting me into your podcast. Likewise, it was something that, especially when we connected on IG live that served as a reminder to me that the universe is really always guiding us. Cause I felt so blessed by the conversation connection too. And yeah, I'm receiving, I'm receiving. That's one of the abundance codes. I love it. <laughs> um, well, so good to be with you, Jordan. And thank you again for having me.